The Donut Bag is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Your data is your business. Protect it with ExpressVPN for three extra months free with a one-year package. Go to the link listed in my Twitter profile. What's going on, everybody? We are continuing our countdown of every Seinfeld episode ranked. This is part two. Part one, we covered from episodes 166 to 150. Let's do a brief recap of that. Number 166 was the Puerto Rican Day Parade, then the finale, then the jacket, then the tape, the deal, the muffin tops, the ex-girlfriend, the gum, male unbonding, the strongbox, the dog, the stock tip, the pilot, the the very first episode, the, the robbery, the statue, the suicide, the cartoon at 150. Now on to 149. The postponement, number 149. The uh, George gets cold feet, tries everything he can to postpone the engagement. Elaine is jealous of George's engagement. And Kramer spills hot coffee on himself. This is the one where the features the rabbi. And he is one of the worst characters in Seinfeld, in my opinion. It's a horrible premise. Elaine tells the rabbi that she's basically jealous of George and he goes and blabs it to everyone. I think that's a terrible premise. Um, and I don't think this is true. I don't think any holy person actually takes what you, you know, any confession and just blabs it to everyone. So I think it's a horrible premise. Um, if, if a priest did that to me, if I went to confession and, and, and told him something in confidence and he told everybody that that's just terrible. So um, just a horrible premise. This is also where we learn that um, crying as a weapon is very effective. Both George and Susan do this. I think we already knew that, but still, uh, it's a very good lesson. Um, yeah, the, uh, there's some, a couple good quotes. Uh, Jerry says, breakups take two or three times. You have to build your immunity. And a great scene is when Elaine is meeting up with George and telling him that she's so happy for him and george has a great line hey listen if you ever get a date maybe the four of us could go out sometime <laughs> that's a uh, classic george so um i just hated the the, uh, the rabbi so much so that's why this gets uh such a low ranking number 148 the maestro from season seven elaine's boyfriend likes to be called the maestro um, Kramer reaches an unsatisfactory settlement with a coffee company, much to his lawyer's chagrin. So this is the first time we see Jackie Childs, which is one of the best characters in the entire series. But this is also where we see the maestro and the maestro is just to me so annoying. I hate I hated the, the, the maestro. I hated the, the everything about him. Basically, um, this is also the episode where George says that security guards uh, um, should be able to sit down while they're where they're guarding um, stores and that leads to him getting a chair for the security guard and the store being robbed because the security guard was uh, napping kind of a funny premise um, one major plot point was the maestro going on that there's no uh, no, no houses available in Tuscany. Like who, who gives a crap? That's like, how relatable is that? Who's, who's trying to get a house in Tuscany? Uh, but um, Jackie Childs is just 
uh, great. He was like, it's outrageous. It's egregious. It's preposterous. And uh, also, also when he said, who told you to put the bomb on? Uh, and there's a, there's a funny scene where George says, I could sense the slightest human suffering. And Jerry says, are you sensing anything right now? So uh, that is number 148. Number 147, the checks. Jerry gets hundreds of royalty checks. They're worth only a few cents each for appearing on a Japanese TV program. He gets writer's cramp. George and Jerry pitch their pilot to Japanese TV executives. And there is the Elaine boyfriend, Brett. He annoyed me. I didn't like anything about um, Brett. Also, there was some subplot about Jerry and a twirling umbrella that was kind of stupid. There's also a subplot about the sunshine carpet cleaners that they were a group that would brainwash people. Um, and George wanted to be brainwashed, but they wouldn't for some reason. Uh, this is also the episode where they play Desperado and Brett says that's his song. And he like zones out when they play Desperado and Elaine wants witchy woman to be their song. Um, it, it, this is oh, this is also the episode where the, the Japanese tourists are with Kramer and uh, he, he's Kramer is is taking them around and basically spending all their money. Uh, so kind of a goofy premise. Um, he he puts so Brett gets him the the Farnman um, drawers. There were these giant drawers, and he's able to put the Japanese guests in the drawers. So that's kind of silly. Um, at the end, I think Brett dies. <laughs> it's kind of implied because the doctor zones out to uh, to witchy woman or something like that. Uh, Brett thinks that Jerry's broke. Uh, yeah, um, uh, there there was one one funny scene when they were pitching the pilot to the Japanese TV executives, and the Japanese executive says, "You must go." I like that. Um, also, George thought that basically the the Japanese version of Susan uh, liked her. So, um, oh yeah, one more episode, one more scene. Uh, George is freaking out, trying to um, call Jerry frantically about this whole TV pilot pitch. And he's just going, just frantically talking to Jerry and Jerry answers, Uncle Leo. That was pretty funny, but that was number 147, the checks. Number 146, the mom and pop store from season six. George buys a convertible he thinks was once owned by John Voigt. Kramer tries to save a small shoe repair business. Elaine answers a radio quiz and Mr. Pitt gets to participate in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And also there's Tim Watley's Thanksgiving party um, that Jerry tries to figure out whether why if he was invited or not. It's just a bunch of silly, dumb premises I wasn't really a fan of any of them. Jerry was wearing cowboy boots. Um, apparently they got the actual John Voigt and this actually happened to one of the writers where they thought they bought John Voigt's car. So it was cool that they were able to get John Voigt. And apparently John Voigt biting Kramer was not scripted or something. I don't know. Um, there was an homage to Midnight Cowboy. I didn't like the, the plot about the mom and pop. Uh, so not 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 a great episode in, in my opinion it was it had some moments though 
145, the keys. So Kramer keeps invading Jerry's privacy and getting into his apartment. So Jerry takes away his keys. Kramer is shaken and leaves for California to pursue an acting career. And George and Elaine and Jerry are, are arguing over spare key privileges. Um, George and Jerry learn that Elaine is writing a Murphy Brown script and Kramer ends up on Murphy Brown. Um, I, I, I'm not sure why I didn't like it. It's just kind of a, just, just a goofy premise, maybe because it was the, a lot of it was not set in the apartment or in New York. It was, it was Kramer going to, um, to uh, California. Um, there was a, there was a good bit where Jerry would say something and George or Elaine would like mumble to themselves. And he's like, what, what are you talking about? And he's like, Oh, nothing. Um, there was a good f- scene between um, George and Kramer where Kramer says, do you, you ever yearn? And George says, well, I crave, I crave all the time, constant craving. Um, he, Kramer also says the line up here. I'm already gone. And when he was going to, um, when he was driving in a van with a bunch of hippies, one of them says, have you ever killed a man? And Kramer says, what do you think, Junior? You think these hands have been soaking in ivory liquid? Um, we also see Newman in this episode. So that, um, but yeah, that's, that's, I guess that's why I didn't like the keys because it was kind of, kind of a, uh, not not your typical uh, Seinfeld episode. 144, The Couch from season six. Jerry's new couch is completely ruined when Elaine upsets a man with a bladder condition. <laughs> Kramer decides to open up his own, start his own pizza business. George joins a book club. Instead of reading the book, he watches the movie. I think this is why I hated this episode or didn't like it as much is that whole subplot with George going to the people's house, stranger's house to watch a movie and being typical George being super annoying. It was, uh, that, that kind of brought the episode down for me. Um, Poppy peeing on the couch is kind of iconic. It's an iconic scene. Uh, but a lot of this episode deals with, oh boy, talk about topical um, people's stances on abortion. And there is actually a line in there uh, so, so they move, they, Jerry gets a new couch and the movers move it in mover is one of the movers is a good looking guy and Jerry and Elaine hits it off with him, but, um, they seem like the perfect match. But when she finds out that he is against abortion, they have to break up. And there's actually a scene where he says, when we get enough uh, people on the Supreme Court, we're going to overturn that abortion decision. So, unfortunately, topical. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole thing about George going to a stranger's house to watch a movie that was not, not good. So, that's 144, the couch. 143, the apartment from season two. When an apartment becomes available in Jerry's building, he helps Elaine get it, only to regret his decision to do so. George starts wearing a wedding ring because he's heard that it helps single guys pick up women. The the, the thing that brought down this episode for me was Harold and Manny. I'm glad that they were not in a whole lot of episodes. Um, They were, oh, I I just did not like them at all. Um, 
the, the the premise with George pretending to be married that was funny because every woman there was just like throw was about to throw themselves at him except that except, and they kept saying well too bad you're married so um, that's that's funny um, th- there is there is a great line um, George says is that right I just threw away a lifetime of guilt free sex and floor seats to every sporting event in Madison Square Garden so please a little respect. For I am Costanza, Lord of the Idiots. 142, the nose job from season three. Jerry dates a, an actress and struggles with overcoming his sexual desire for her. George dates a woman with a large nose who decides to get a nose job after a careless comment from Kramer. There was a subplot with Kramer in the jacket that went on for several episodes. Oh, okay, whatever. Um, but there is this is one of those um, great scenes where they're all talking and they're all together. And Kramer says to George's girlfriend, you're as pretty as any of them. You just need a nose job. And everybody could not believe that he would just be just blurt that out. That's that's Kramer for you. Um, the the fake nose on her was just there was it was pretty bad <laughs> bit of makeup. They had to, they, they made it ridiculously big and ugly. Um, so, okay, we get it. Um, and then she gets a nose job and it's, it's a botched nose job and George like basically faints and throws off. That's that, that was a bad look. Um, this is also the episode where basically in Jerry's head, the penis and the brain are playing a chess game. Uh, that was funny. That was funny. That's a great premise. Um, kind of weird that Kramer ended up with George's girlfriend. I think that's kind of. I don't know. wasn't wasn't too crazy about that, but that was uh. So there were there were some good parts of that. Number one forty one, the wig master from season seven. Susan's friends are in town for a, a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Kramer wears the dream wears the coat and is mistaken for a pimp. Um, there's a whole thing about um parking lots right a prostitution ring, um. Jerry buys a jacket, returns it for spite. Elaine tries to buy a dress from the from the guy that Gary, Jerry gets a jacket from, but uh, it's stunned to learn she he's holding it until Elaine sleeps with him. So this is Craig, the ponytail, the guy with the ponytail. Uh, that's what brought the episode down for me. I did not like Craig. Maybe I don't. Maybe I didn't like the ponytail. I don't know. Um, but the the prostitutes. <laughs> having sex in George and Kramer's cars was pretty interesting. There was a, there was a funny scene where George was trying to figure out what was going on and he's paying one of the hookers just for time, just to talk to her to find out what's going on. And Susan turns up. It's like, of course. Uh, So that was, that was funny. Uh, But yeah, Kramer basically looked like a pimp with uh, his uh, dream coat. So um, there was also a, uh, a good character, the Jiffy Park guy. He appears, I think, in one other episode. Um, really good. Um, he had a, he had a good line. He's like, "What do what do, what do I want to know about it?" or something like that. So, um, so yeah, that was a wig master number one forty one. Number one forty, the stakeout from season one. Lane drags Jerry to a birthday dinner for one of her friends. He meets an attractive woman, and then he forgets her name. And it gets really awkward with Elaine because they just recently broke up. Um, Jerry's parents are in town for a wedding and the dad suggests he stakes out the lobby 
um, and George tags along. So maybe this episode, this, well, basically I don't like, I, I like, I dislike almost all the episodes from season one and season two, but I think I dislike this one, particularly because Jerry's dad was different. It was a different actor playing Jerry's dad. And that just did not sit well with me. I don't understand. They changed George's dad, the actor that played George's dad, and they redid all the scenes, but they didn't redo the scene with um, Jerry's dad. They didn't redo the scenes in this episode. And I wish they would have. This is um, this is the first time we hear um, George make up the name Art Vandalay. Um, there is a good line. Um, you know, he 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 eventually meets up with her, and she says, "Do you date immature men?" And he says, "Almost." Oh no, he says, "Do you date immature men?" Did you date immature men? And she says, "She says almost exclusively." Um, so, and then at the end, Jerry and Elaine have a talk about. Um, you know, how things are going to be since they're not dating anymore and how they're going to be around, um, you know, other, other people that, that they, they want to date. So it's kind of, it was kind of breaks the no hugging, no learning um, uh, premise. So that's 140, the stakeout. Number 139, the truth from season three. A bad breakup between George and his girlfriend leads to tax troubles for Jerry. So Jerry's being audited by the IRS because he was trying to impress Elaine about some charity that Kramer brought up about the brave Krakatoans and some, some volcano or something like that. But so he, he, he gives his papers to um, George's girlfriend, Patrice, who I, who I guess is a, um, a tax specialist or whatever, but George breaks up with her and then, and puts her into a, uh, a, a mental hospital or something. And, also, there's a plot with Elaine having to put up with Kramer, who is dating her roommate, and Elaine saw Kramer naked. So there's that whole plot with that. But what brought this episode down, bad character alert, Patrice. She's weird even for New York. She was wearing a kimono. She said she 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 pronounced it papier mache or something like that. Just That just brought down the whole episode for me. I did not like her. Um, there is a good line. At one point, uh, Jerry says, that's not karma. That's Krama. And uh, we see Tina, who is Elaine's roommate. We've seen her. We'll see her uh, many times. So that's 139, the truth. 138, the heart attack from season two. After suffering what he thinks is a heart attack, George discovers he has inflamed tonsils and, and seeks alternative medicine to heal. And also Elaine um, likes the George's doctor and they go out on a date, but that doesn't go well. Um, there's also a subplot where Jerry can't figure out what he, he, he wrote. He, um, he was watching something late at night. It was actually a scene by, from Larry David about some, um, some weird, he was saying some weird thing. He wrote it down and then he couldn't figure out what he wrote down. And he asked everybody what he wrote. Okay. That, that wasn't the great, the greatest uh, premise. Uh, but this is basically the main part of this episode is George thinks he has a heart attack. He goes, he doesn't, he's cheap. So he doesn't want to pay for um, inflamed tonsils. So he, he goes to Tor, I believe his name is who gives him some kind of weird drink and makes George turn purple. And then he ends up in a ambulance going to the hospital. The paramedics get into a fight 
what I, I, that was, you know, they get out and fight and then they, and then the paramedic gets into a crash. Okay. Kind of a, kind of a silly plot. Um, yeah. Uh, Elaine does not, Elaine goes out with the doctor, but that does not go well. Um, I did like the scene where George says, just end it. Just put the pillow over my head. Just end it now. And Jerry's like, okay. So he puts the pillow. It looks like he's trying to kill George and Elaine walks in and, uh, Jerry says, Elaine, what are you doing here? That that was a funny scene, but I don't know. Not, I, I, I'm just, uh, I don't know why I didn't like this episode, but it just, it just wasn't maybe just because it was from season two. I'm not a fan of uh, season two. Number 137, the baby shower, also from season two. Kramer convinces Jerry to get a legal cable. Elaine holds a baby shower for a former girlfriend of George on whom he wants revenge for a callous incident. The cable, the illegal cable plot was funny. Uh, Kramer wants George oh, and Jerry to get uh, illegal cable. He doesn't want it. Um, there's these Russians. One of those Russians looks like Roddy Roddy Piper, by the way, but it, that, that actually was not Roddy, Roddy Piper. Um, but there's a there's a dream sequence where it, it was actually in a um, the feds have a, a sting and they're about to arrest Jerry <laughs> and and Jerry says we're we're patsies and we're not the, we're just the users and he runs away and he gets shot by them and and Kramer holds Jerry and says what have you done to my little cable boy <laughs> that was that was that was good but what brought down this episode was Leslie the pregnant lady she's just really annoying the way she treats elaine and george was just really annoying really bothered me um the so they have a baby shower at jerry's apartment and um because of a blizzard or something jerry and george are you know come back early and george is about to confront leslie but he backs down but then some woman that jerry dated confronts jerry and just goes nuts on him that was that was a good scene so um but yeah 137 the baby shower number 136 the bus boy from season two george tries to apologize to a bus boy after one of his comments got him fired but only makes things worse elaine tries to get one of her male friends out of their house not sure why i didn't like this episode it just i don't know maybe the plots were just not that great um kind of a silly premise they're they're all eating at a restaurant and the bus boy had a um something that got too close to a candle so there was a small fire and that caused the bus boy to be fired and then he went up to the bus boy's apartment to apologize and it caused him to lose his cat and then he broke a lamp and then the end that was all good because the bus boy would have died in an explosion if he still worked there and the, and he found this cat again um there there's there's a plot with elaine where um she suddenly doesn't like him anymore or something like that and couldn't wait to get rid of him and he's they're they're running late for the airport and she does this this freak out scene where where she hurries up and and gets him ready for the airport but um, but that, that doesn't work. Um, there, there's also a scene where George knows all the good public bathrooms. Like, okay. 136, the bus boy, 135, the blood from season nine. 
Jerry's parents hire their friend Izzy Mandelbaum to become Jerry's personal trainer. George decides to associate food and television with his love life. This, what brought this episode down was the whole thing about the blood. Kramer was hoarding the blood and then he had to transport it in Jerry's car. Jerry's car overheated. So he filled Jerry's car with blood I this just that's just way too much. Also, the plot with George basically wanting to have sex while eating that just just I don't know that just did not sit well with me. For some reason, Elaine wanted to be a babysitter. Um, one one theme I've noticed in Seinfeld is every kid has to be every kid in ever and whenever there's a kid in a Seinfeld episode, they are like the most um horrible behaving kids ever i don't know why but they they always make the kids like horrible just just behaving really badly so uh but it was good to see um izzy mandelbaum again the um great character one number 134 the junk mail from season nine kramer is annoyed with the catalogs he keeps getting in the mail Elaine falls in love with a guy because of his smile. George's parents, George's parents are avoiding him, and Jerry can't find it in his heart to reject a gift from an old school friend. There's just a lot going on here, and it's just uh, the, the whole thing about the junk mail and um, the, the the post the, the the mail service does not want him to to cancel mail. And Wilford Brimley is involved, and uh, I don't know. Uh, there's just a lot that didn't work in this episode, but especially Elaine dumps putty for this, this guy who's, who's the whiz and nobody beats the whiz. And to me, he was, that was a really annoying character. And then there's a sting with a van and George having sex with his cousin and there's sex in the woods and George's parents having, sex. it was just, it was just a lot. I don't know. No, I was not a fan. So that is numbers 150 through 134. Thanks for watching and or listening. I will have more of these as I watch more episodes. All right. Bye.